Open them with me again to the book of Proverbs, Proverbs chapter 4, and we'll look at verse number 7. We're going to continue this morning talking about um, the wisdom of God and His wisdom being made available to you, made available to me. And so Proverbs chapter 4 and verse number 7, amen, Proverbs chapter 4 and verse number 7. Now, we had, as I mentioned last week, a, a wonderful experience at camp this year. Um, I was uh, sharing with her parents, um, Israel, we were having a, a prayer service on Thursday. When I say prayer, everybody was praying for one another, and I just, I just felt really impressed that Israel had something to say. And man, I wish I had videoed that. It was so powerful. Um, just as one of our older teenagers uh, speaking into the lives of, of the other uh, teenagers. And, and, um, but anyway, one of the things that we did at camp was I issued a challenge to our teenagers, and I'd like to issue that challenge to you as well. We call it the Proverbs Challenge. And um, today is the 11th day of August. Um, I want you to, when I say read, I don't just mean like phone it in and read through it real fast, but spend some time, go through the 11th chapter, the book of Proverbs uh, today. Uh, tomorrow's the 12th, my mom and dad's anniversary, by the way, praise God. Um, how many years? 50, 58 years. Wow, give them a hand. That's awesome. Amen. But on the 12th day, read the 12th. There's 31 chapters in the book of Proverbs. If you forget on the 13th and remember on the 15th, just read chapter 15. If you want to go back and catch up, fine. But I'm more interested in you disciplining yourself to whatever day of the month it is. Go to the book of Proverbs that corresponds with that day of the month and spend some time uh, in, in that because it's, it's Father's wisdom for your daily life. Uh, practical wisdom. Amen. I was going to ask you this question a little later, but I'm going to go ahead and ask you now. Are we recording, by the way? Yeah, we're recording. I'll make sure we get this question on the, uh, on the recording. It's not meant to, listen to me now, I'm not trying to, to condemn you. I'm not trying to shame you. Uh, I'm not asking you to whisper your answer to, to anybody around you, all right? But how much interest have you shown the wisdom of God this past week? Amen. Do you understand what we mean by showing interest in something? You know, I'm, I'm not saying it's wrong for us to show interest in, in, uh, in other things. Uh, maybe you have hobbies or interests, and, and, and so we... We obviously spend some time uh, in those. I, I, some of my hobbies of late, it's a good thing I've turned it into a hobby. I, I love to work in my yard and try to keep my yard looking nice and, and that kind of thing. So anyway, we show interest. You know, we, we, we even use the expression pay attention, pay attention. So again, just I'm, I'm asking you not again to shame you or condemn you. I'm, I'm wanting you to see something. How much interest have you shown the wisdom of God the past seven days, since last Sunday to now, um, how much interest have you shown it? Um, you see, we all need the wisdom of God. We all are desperate for His wisdom, whether we recognize that yet or not. But the only way we will ever see His wisdom and receive His wisdom is if we show interest in His wisdom. 
if we show interest in His wisdom. Uh, somebody asked me not long ago, would you like to go back, you know, into high school years or what have you? And, and I said, only if I, only if I could take back with me what I know now. Um, if, if, if I got to go back, and, no, I have no interest. I'm 52 years old, but I have no interest in being a teenager again unless I can take back with me what I, what I know. You follow what I'm saying? But, and, and one of the things that, I don't know about you, and again, laugh at me now, laugh at me later, laugh at me now and later, but, but man, that, that, that whole deal like with the girls, you know, and, and trying to show interest in a young lady, and, and man, was that not the work? Come on, guys. Is that not the, and we, everybody's like, not me, Pastor Mark. Yeah, it was you. You know it was you, right? Amen. You know, but again, you know, the Bible says if you're going to have friends, you've got to show yourself friendly. You've got, you got to, you know, if you're going to have a girlfriend, you've got to at least look at one, you know what I'm saying, and, and, and talk to one, you know, that sort of thing. In other words, again, show interest. Show interest. Amen. Well, again, how much interest have we shown the wisdom of God? How interested have we been as far as the amount of time that we've spent devoted to it, the amount of time we've spent thinking about it, uh, how much interest have you shown the wisdom of God? Amen. Amen. All right, so Proverbs chapter 4, verse 7. Wisdom is the principal thing. Is this the Bible? I know sometimes, and, and I know there's a popular radio host, and I, I'm not going um, I'm, I'm to single him out or call him out, but years ago he, he said on Christian radio that, that Proverbs were not the inspired Word of God. And I'm like, dude, I don't know where you're coming from on that. But this is the Bible. This is, this is the, the Word of God. The Bible says all Scripture is given by inspiration of God. It's literally God-breathed. Now, Solomon may have penned these words, but the Holy Spirit breathed this wisdom um, through Solomon. And Father God, uh, you know, thought it important enough to preserve it for all these thousands of years so that we could have it in our laps, on our smartphones, iPads, computers, what have you, um, this morning. Amen. So when the Bible says wisdom is the principal thing, we, we, we need to take that seriously. We, we need to really pause for a moment and, and, and think about, you know, what he's saying there to us. Um, we said the principal thing means the one factor more than any other that determines how a thing turns out. The one factor more than any other factor that determines the result um, of, of, of a situation, a process. In, in other words, wisdom is about results. Wisdom is about outcome. And because wisdom is the principal thing, it has more to do with how something turns out than any other factor, than, than any other thing that would be involved. So wisdom is the principal thing. Therefore, get wisdom. And in all you're getting, get understanding. In all you're getting, get understanding. Now, one of the devil's strategy, and I say one, the Bible says that we should not be ignorant of the devil's devices. That's 2 Corinthians 2.11. Not ignorant of the devil's device, but ignorant of the devil's devices, plural. Um, Ephesians 6 warns us against the wiles, plural again, of the devil. That means schemes, um, strategies, plural. So the devil has different strategies that he uses against us. And if we don't understand those strategies, if we're ignorant of those strategies, um, the Word of God says that gives him an advantage over us. So we can't be ignorant of the devil's devices. We can't be ignorant of the devil's strategies. And, and one of the strategies, one of the devices that he uses against us is, is he tries to overwhelm us. 
He tries to overwhelm us, and, and then in that state of being overwhelmed, we enter into frustration. And the reason there's so much anger in our world today, the reason there's so much childish behavior in our world today, is it's, it's from that anger. Um, is Listen, you need to start, you need to, you need to, I'm not trying to scare anybody in here, but you need to realize that the world is a dangerous place. Are you hearing me? The world is a, is a dangerous place. And, and just, you know, you hear about stray bullets and, 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 and these mass shootings and all these other things. Again, I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to scare you, but we need, to, we need to walk in who we are and the protection that we've been given by faith. Amen. Are you with me on this? Praise God. Are you, are you praying these things over yourself and over your family? Praise God. I'm not telling you to be in fear about it, but, but again, we, we need to respond. So, but let me get back to it. There's a lot of angry people in our world today, and they're angry because they're frustrated, and they're frustrated because they, they feel overwhelmed by life. And this is one of the devil's strategies against us. There's so many different things um, in our lives. Let, let me, I'll raise my hand first. Is there anybody besides me that has more than two things in your life that needs some attention this morning? that needs to be dealt with, right? And notice again, so we have, we have these different issues. Maybe for you it's something financial. Maybe it's something in your family. Maybe it's financial and family. Maybe it's something on your job. You know, maybe it's something debt related. I don't, I'm not, again, just all these different things. And, and the enemy loves to just, it's like just piling on, you know? And, and it's like one thing and then another thing and then another thing. And it's like we, we feel like we can't make any progress because our focus is so fragmented, you know, between so many different issues. It's like we don't even know where to start. Amen? And, 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 and so we just, we get stuck in this cycle of, of never really making any progress, or as I like to call it, the, the island where nothing, nothing ever changes. All right. Now, again, we can't be ignorant of the devil's devices. And, and, and so... One of his main strategies is overwhelming you with problems. And another one is he, he'll even try to overwhelm you with options. And, and you know, you, you don't even really know which way to turn. Have you ever heard the expression paralysis through analysis? Right? But ultimately, the, the devil through all of this is trying to deceive you into focusing on insignificant things. Um, I guess it's a cliche, uh, uh, an expression, majoring on the minors, majoring on the minors. One of the reasons people focus on the minor insignificant things is because they feel like, you know, that's something they're good at. And so they just kind of keep doing that over and over again without ever really dealing with the, the more significant things. I listened to a, a sermon from Brother Jesse Duplantis coming home from uh, vacation yesterday. And, um, and he was talking about getting out of the shallows into the deeper water. Amen. And, and see, we get very comfortable sometimes splashing around in the water without, without ever really... God's calling us out into the, into the deeper things. But see, here's the thing. You, you can't make it in the deeper things without Him. Right? We, we like to get somewhere... And that's the kind of the whole... You know, it's a long sermon, but that's kind of the basis of it. Um, we, we tend to splash around in the shallow things that we think we can do ourselves. But Father is calling us out into the deeper waters of His wisdom, Amen, of ways, uh, so, that, so that we can experience Him um, in a way that we've never experienced Him before. He based that out of when, if you remember, the Bible says Peter was in the shallows and the Lord told him to launch out into the deep and let down his nets. Amen. Well, the fish were in the deep. Amen. His, his answers were in the deeper waters. 
But in the deeper waters, again, you've got to have faith to get out there. Now, let me get back focused, though. Um, that just kind of spilling out of me. Praise God. So, <clears throat> deceive us into majoring on the minors. In other words, just kind of staying and splashing around in the shallow things without ever launching out into the deeper things that Father has for us. Now, again, we've went through these verses once already, but let's turn over quickly to Proverbs chapter 1 and verse number 20. Um, I want to just by way of review, amen, we were talking about this in Ephesians class this morning as well. Um, it helps us to review things. Um, I don't know how many times I've read some of these portions of Proverbs and I'm seeing things in them I've never seen before. Amen. So Proverbs chapter 1 verse 20, it says, Wisdom calls aloud outside. She raises her voice in the open squares. She cries out in the chief concourses at the opening of the gates in the city. She speaks her words. Now, I want you to think about what he's saying right there. 1 Corinthians 2 says that God has hidden wisdom for us. But it's not like tucked away somewhere in a, in a dark room. The reason wisdom is hidden from people is because they don't have the right attitude of heart to hear her voice, to, to, to see what she's trying to show us. And so this idea that wisdom is crying aloud in the streets is raising her voice at every intersection and crossroads of life, but so many are deafened, so many are blinded, so many are so dull of heart and hearing that they don't, they can't receive and understand what she's saying. So the wisdom that's hidden is also um, public <laughs> and vocal and, and is loud and raising her voice. This is why Jesus prayed so many times for people, for you and me, to have eyes to see, ears to hear, and hearts to understand. It was right there in front of us, right there in front of them, right there in front of us this morning, but many can't see what it is that he's trying to show them. Now, verse 24, I'll tell you what, let's go on verse 22. How long, you simple ones, will you love simplicity? For the scorners delight in the scorning, uh, in their scorning, and fools hate knowledge. Turn at my rebuke, surely I will pour out my spirit on you, I will make my words known to you. Now, in, in the fourth chapter, he's going to tell us to get wisdom. In the first chapter, he's telling us how to get it. How to get it. Now, I don't want you to miss this. Please don't miss this. This is so simple, but don't miss it, right? How do you get wisdom? You get wisdom by responding to wisdom. You get wisdom by showing interest in wisdom. You get wisdom by giving wisdom place in your life. I believe, listen to me very carefully now, again, I'm not trying to shame you or condemn you, I'm trying to help you this morning. I believe, I've said this for years, I'll say it again this morning, I stand by it. I believe, given wisdom being the principal thing, that the prayer for wisdom is the most neglected prayer in all of Christianity. The Bible says that if we ask God for wisdom, He will give it to us generously and, and, and without condescension, without looking down upon us and, and, and thinking that, you know, we're so childish for asking. If we ask God for wisdom, He will give it to us, right? Again, when's the last time you've asked Him for wisdom? It's the most neglected prayer in all of Christianity, especially given the importance of it, right? Now, watch this very carefully. 
In my estimation, and maybe we could make a case for a third or fourth one, but I believe there's two main reasons why we don't ask for something. We don't ask for something that we don't think we need, and we don't ask for something that we do not want. Right? Why do you not ask for something? You don't ask for something that you don't want, or you don't ask for something you don't think you need. If you think you need something, or if you want something, especially if you realize how badly you need it, and if you realize how, you know, if, if you really, really want it, right? This is what uh, will motivate us to ask. As Jesus said, ask and keep asking, seek and keep seeking, knock and keep knocking. On Wednesday night, we've been talking about faith. And I, I, am, I am so excited about some of the new things the Lord's been teaching me about faith. And one of the, one of the things that, that He has really brought some alignment in my understanding of late on, on the subject of faith is that the order goes desire, believing you receive, that giving birth to hope, and hope giving birth to substance. I used to think that, excuse me, I used to think that it began with hope. But I was confusing hope and desire. Hope is a confident expectation of, of some future uh, benefit, some, some good thing that's going to happen in the future. The Bible says Abraham had hope, right, when there was no physical, natural reason for him to have it. Why did he have hope? He had hope because he believed what God said. His faith in God caused him to have a confident expectation of something coming. But all of that began with a desire, a hunger, something burning in him that he wanted, and that, that motivated him to seek God, that motivated him to, to give glory to God, that motivated him to focus on the promises that God made to him. Amen. So do you see now, this is, this is where I was going to ask you that question that I've already asked you. I'll ask you again. How much uh, interest have you shown the wisdom of God in the, in the last seven days? How much desire do you have for it? How, how often have you asked Him for wisdom? Why do we not ask for something? We don't ask for something that we don't want, or, and we don't ask for something we don't think we need. Amen. If we really want it, we'll ask. If we really think we need it, we'll ask. So do you see the, the problem, again, if we, if we keep reading here, um, he says, turn at my rebuke, verse 23, surely I will pour out my Spirit on you, the Spirit of wisdom and revelation. He'll pour it out on you. Notice God is a, is a generous giver of wisdom. He's not saying, if you turn at my rebuke, I'll throw you some crumbs. He said, just respond to my wisdom. Respond to my correction. Respond to me. A rebuke is, basically, you're doing it wrong. Here's how you should do it. That's not how you should manage money. Here's how you should manage money. That's not how you should raise children. Here's how you should raise children. That's not how you should do marriage. Here's how you should do marriage. That's not how you should treat your boss. This is how you should treat your boss. Right? The wisdom of God. The practical wisdom of God. And so notice he says, turn at my rebuke, turn at my correction, turn when wisdom cries out to you and says, don't go right, go left, don't, don't go left, go straight. When, when, when wisdom at every crossroads in your life is crying out to you, he says, turn at her instruction, turn at her rebuke, and I'll pour out my spirit of wisdom on you, I will make my words known to you. 
So here's another question. Are wisdom's words known to you? See, that's, that's the problem. It's not that wisdom's voice isn't speaking. It's just that we don't understand her language. Her words are not known to us. Have you ever listened to somebody speak a foreign language that you don't understand? They're, you don't know what they're saying. Their words are not known to you. Are you understand what I'm saying? So wisdom is in the marketplace. Wisdom is on your job. Wisdom is at, at, the, at the intersection of life. Wisdom is, is at every point of entry and exit. Every time you go out and every time you come in, wisdom is standing by your door speaking to you. 24-7, 365. We don't know her words. We don't, we don't recognize her language. But if you'll turn at her rebuke, in other words, if you'll, give, if you'll show some interest, if you'll give wisdom place in your life, wisdom will pour her spirit out on you and will make her words known to you. Here's the problem with so many. Because I've called and you refused, I've stretched out my hand and no one regarded. Because you disdained all my counsel and would have none of my rebuke. Goes on to say, I'll laugh at your calamity. I'll mock when terror comes. When your terror comes like a storm, your destruction like a whirlwind, when you distress, when distress and anguish come upon you, they will call on me, but I will not answer. They will seek me diligently, but they will not find me because they hated knowledge and did not choose the fear of the Lord. They would have none of my counsel and despise my every rebuke. Therefore, they shall eat the fruit of their own way and be filled to the full with their own fancies. Now, listen to me, please. I know these are, strong, these are strong words here in Proverbs. But again, this is the Word of God. This is the Word of God. You say, well, Pastor Mark, that's the Old Testament, though. I, I thought we were under the New Testament and living under grace. Yes, we are, and thank God for it. But listen to me. Just because we're under grace, this doesn't mean there's no need for wisdom in our lives. Just because we're under grace doesn't mean there aren't consequences for ignoring God's ways and wisdom. Just because we're under grace, that doesn't mean somehow reaping what we sow is turned off. These, these things are, are still um, very real. And, and again, need to be understood. Just thank God for His grace and His mercy. But there's still so many things that we are, are dealing with and suffering from needlessly because we will not seek wisdom and follow God's wisdom. Amen or oh me? You still with me? Verse 32, For the turning away of the simple will slay them, and the complacency of fools will destroy them. Notice now what he's saying here. The turning away of the simple will slay them. You, you would think that the foolish behavior is what would slay them, but what's ultimately going to slay them is the turning away from wisdom. Are you seeing this? In other words, there's a way out. And here's, here's the, I think, the strong one. The complacency of fools will destroy them. Complacency. So I'm going to ask you again, how much interest have you shown the Lord's wisdom the past seven days? See, if we're complacent, do you understand complacent? It, 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 meaning inactive, not really 
pursuing, not really going after, if we're complacent, right, we'll never see, we'll never hear, we'll never understand wisdom's voice. But I love this last verse 33, but whoever listens to me will dwell safely and will be secure without fear of evil. Now, I think I've got time to do this. Amen. Let me, I just want to, I want to I give you a list this morning. And I, I just want to see if anything on this list interests you. We're talking a little bit about interest this morning. How much interest have we shown the wisdom of God? We may not have shown a lot of interest to the wisdom of God this week, but any, anybody here interested in happiness? Yeah, man. I, matter of fact, I would, I would dare say that a lot of the money we've spent this week, a lot of the time we've invested this week, a, a lot of the, the things that we've, we've done have, have been in pursuit of, of being happy. Your favorite television program, your, your favorite meal, your favorite dessert, um, your, your favorite pastime. Uh, maybe you like to go shopping. Shopping makes me happy. Buying shoes makes me happy. I don't know, whatever, right? Are you following me, right? Happiness. Happiness. All right? Anybody interested in a long life? Amen. I'm telling you, that's, <laughs> amen. We may not have shown a lot of interest in that, but we are interested in it, right? Amen. How about riches and honor? Does that interest anybody? Is that, that top of your list anywhere? Amen. How about peace? And here's, here's another one. Safety? I mentioned it a moment ago. I mean, just, just seeing all these crazy things that are happening in our world today. And I know, I know that crazy things have happened in our world, you know, since, you know, Cain killed Abel. But it's just these things are ex accelerating, accelerating. Anybody interested in a stumble-free walk? Tired of stumbling, tired of making mistakes and having setbacks. Anybody interested in an anxiety-free life? That sounds pretty good to me too, amen. How about sweet sleep? Sweet sleep. I mean, just you lay your head down and you just you sleep soundly and deeply and, and you dream of good things and, and just, amen, sweet sleep. How about protection? Protection, amen. That's, that's pretty, pretty good, right? Um, some of you perhaps maybe have, you know, alarm systems and, and things like that. Protection is important to you. I like this one right here too, confidence. Confidence. Confidence, right? Just, amen. Just confident in life. Somebody, you know, has something negative to say about you, doesn't even hardly phase you. I mean, you, you're confident in who you are. You're confident in where you're going. You're confident in where you came from. Amen. How about wealth? Come on now, thank you for being honest, Sister Yanni. Amen, I'm interested in it. I'm interested in it. Amen. The Bible says a good man will leave an inheritance to his children's children. Amen. I, I want to leave an inheritance that Bethany and John Mark enjoy, but then one day Oliver and all of Oliver's cousins and siblings will enjoy. 
Amen. That's Bible. I'm quoting Bible now. Amen. How about promotion? Promotion. See, again. And then we'll, we'll end the list here. We could make another list probably this long. Healing and health. I mean, it's one thing to live a long life, but not if you, you know, sick for the last 40 years of it. Amen? Now, for those of you who have been reading Proverbs a day for years now, you're way ahead of me because you know that everything on this list is a direct result of wisdom. Let me just show you real quick. Happiness, Proverbs 3 and 13, happy is the man who finds wisdom and the man who gains understanding. Long life, riches, and honor, Proverbs 3.16. Length of days is in her right hand, wisdom's right hand. In her left hand, riches and honor. Peace, Proverbs 3 and 17. Her ways are ways of pleasantness, and all her paths are peace. Peace. Pleasant. Anybody here like pleasant? I live in Pleasant Grove. Amen. Praise God. But I'm living a pleasant life. Pleasant, root word pleasing, right? Pleased. All her ways are the ways of pleasantness, and all her paths are peace. Notice very carefully, doesn't just say that all of her paths lead to peace, but her paths, the paths of wisdom are peace. There's a difference, right? If it's a path that leads to peace, you, you may have to go through a whole bunch of heartache and difficulty to finally get to that def destination of peace. The paths of wisdom are pleasant and peaceful. Proverbs 3 and 23, safety and stability. Then you will walk safely in your way and your foot will not stumble. Proverbs 3 and 24, when you lie down, you'll not be afraid. Yes, you'll lie down and your sleep will be sweet. Praise God. Protection, Proverbs 3 and 25, do not be afraid of sudden terror, nor of trouble from the wicked when it comes. Psalm 91 says, a thousand will fall on one hand, ten thousand on the other, but it will not come near you. It will not come near you. Confidence, Proverbs 3 and 26, for the Lord will be your confidence and will keep your foot from being caught. Wealth, Proverbs 3 and 35, the wise shall inherit glory, but shame shall be the legacy of fools. This word inherit means to receive as a permanent possession. And the word glory here means honor, glory, majesty, and wealth. So the wise will receive as a permanent possession honor, glory, majesty, and wealth. Proverbs 4 and 8, promotion, exalt her and she will promote you. She will bring you honor when you embrace her. And then Proverbs 4 and 22, for they are life to those who find them. Talking about the word of God, the words of wisdom. And health to all their flesh. Singers, musicians, if you would please come. Amen. Amen.
Amen. I'm going to put the list back up there again. Praise God. Now, here's what I'm learning in life. If wisdom is what produces true happiness, happy is the man who finds wisdom, how can we ever be genuinely happy without wisdom? You, you follow what I'm saying here? See, what happens is we, we try to satisfy the things that we are hungry for by using the, the world's ways, by, by using man's wisdom. See, we think if we have enough money, we'll be happy. If we have enough money, we can get the right medical care, or have a longer life. All these other things. No, see, the Bible says the blessing of the Lord makes one rich and adds no sorrow with it. A lot of folks have a lot of money, but they don't have any peace. Have, have, have their health, all of that, right? So do you see why money is not, money is not the principal thing? Is money a factor in life? It absolutely is. It absolutely is. Is it the principal factor? No. No, it's not. Wisdom is the principal factor. This is why the book of Proverbs encourages us to pursue wisdom above money. To show more interest in the wisdom of God than in the legal tender, if you will, of this world. Amen? Amen. All right, stand with me this morning. Praise God. Praise Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Well, amen. I know this may be a little strange, but I want you to look at somebody next to you and just, I mean, just say it out loud. I need the wisdom of God. I, I need God's wisdom. I, come on, say it a few times to some folks. Amen. I, I need it. I, I need the wisdom of God. And now I, I want you to add to that. And I want the wisdom of God in my life. I need the wisdom of God and I want the wisdom of God. I need it and I want it. And so now, Father, we ask You for it. We recognize, Father, that this is something that we need. Father, it's more than just a need. It's a burning desire. That we would be able to recognize wisdom when she's speaking to us, Lord. that we wouldn't look down or despise or turn away, but that we would respond. Father, my prayer this morning for these beautiful men and women in this room is, Lord, that, that we would begin to show Your wisdom some interest. We would, we would give it a greater place and make it a greater priority in our lives 
than we have, than we are currently giving it and even more so, Father, than we ever have in our lives. That we would begin to recognize and treat your wisdom as the principal thing. And that we would pursue you and your wisdom relentlessly, Father. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. I'm going to ask them to sing this morning. I just, you can stay right there if you want to come to the altar. That's fine. I, I just, I feel like this is a, a, a very important, I would even say a pivotal moment. For you, for me, would you just humble yourself before him for a moment and just sincerely ask him from your heart this morning for wisdom? Just, you're so frustrated. Some of you in here, man, you just got just overwhelmed. It's like life has just been chewing you up and spitting you out and you're trying so hard and you're struggling and just to keep your head above water. We need your wisdom, Father. We need your wisdom, Father.